Hey, this is Kirk Bowville, and I play Henry Kissinger in Vice, and you're listening to Inside Your Head. And I never asked to grow up, so please don't make me do it. I wasn't meant to grow up, don't think I'll make it through it. Things have been going south since I hit puberty. It looks like growing up is just Welcome to the Station of Information Inside Your Head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by actor and longtime host of Supermarket Suite, David Ruprecht. It's very cool to have you here. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now, I always wondered, how does someone uh, get into becoming a game show host? Because it's not like there's many of them. No, it's not a booth you see on career day at high school. (laughs) Right. Uh, I had kind of steered away from it since I had done real people back in the early 80s. Uh, I kept getting inquiries, but I was, uh, cons- you know, an actor, and I say that with air quotes around it. You know, I, I thought I w- shouldn't get pigeonholed, but then I was getting married, and my wife said, one of us, if we're going to get pregnant, should have a steady job, so take it. And I did, and 14 years later, it's the happiest decision I ever made. Yeah. So did you audition for like a, a game show like you do acting? Yeah, basically the same. This is much more of a personal uh, walk in the producer's office. And it's just it was just uh, Al Howard and me and talked and we found out we uh, enjoyed our favorite movie was the same movie, The Producers by Mel Brooks. And uh, we could both quote all the lines and uh, we just hit it off. And then uh, did the pilot, and uh, it got picked up. Very cool. Springtime for Hitler. Great song. Yes, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the the David that we saw on the show, how close is that to you? Like, are that's you me. That, it is, just like you are. So yeah, like you that's said, me. They're, what they're looking for is a good personality. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, as as. One of the producers explained to me, he said, you're not, the, to me, he said, Dave, you're not the star of the show. The contestants are. And your job is to bring them out as much as possible so the audience can decide if they want to root for them or against them. So he said, basically, you're a host of a party. You just happen to have a vegetable section in your living room. <laughs> so uh, along those lines, then, do you get to know the the, uh, the contestants a little bit before the show, or do you are you meeting them for the first time then? Uh, very briefly, very briefly, just a little quick chat up and uh, just so I kind of know what direction to take their interview. Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of secrets to to do what you just said to make them like the star of the show? Uh, listening is important. Um, and, uh, you know, check your ego at the door, and, which is not hard for me to do. And uh, that's about it. You know, uh, be interested in what they have to say. And remember, it's, it's not there to, for you to showcase a funny comeback. Or, I mean, if one happens every once in a while, that's gold. But it mostly it's just to find out about them. And they're, they're the stars. Mm-hmm. I have to, when I mentioned they were coming on, uh, my mom wanted me to ask right away, is it true that uh, your grand, I don't know if she said your grandmother and mother uh, used to uh, knit your sweaters? Because I believe it was something you used to joke about on the show. No, no, absolutely <laughs> no. And after the first two seasons, uh, when Lifetime took it over, they hipped the show up a little bit and took away the sweaters, the Bill Cosby sweaters. Oh. What, what was their reasoning there? 
Well, it was Lifetime wanted to hip it up a little bit, make it, you know, a little more timely. And uh-huh. and those really were Bill Cosby type <laughs> sweaters. And that was from, what, 10 years before that. Yeah. So we started in 1990. And uh, so by 92, 93, we had lost the sweaters. Mm-hmm. Now, where did you get the sweaters? Were the ones you picked out, or did people? Oh no, no, no! There was there was a wardrobe person who handled that. Okay. Did anyone ever send you sweaters? Like when the shows started to take off? No, no. (laughs) That's interesting. No. Mm -mm. Very surprised by that. No. So, how where did the opening uh, catchphrase come from? The opening catchphrase. Well, I guess at the end, the end, uh, you know, when the when you hear the beep, think of the fun you could have. On yes, that parts. came that came from the producer, okay, <clears throat> Al Howard, who's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So, what was your relationship with him like? Uh, it, it was great. Like I said, in the first from the first meeting on, we uh, we and he had been with the New York Philharmonics, and I had done a lot of musical theater, so we both had a lot of music in common. Uh, so it was great. Everybody on the stage was really a nice set. But, you know, once we got into uh, production, I hardly saw them. They were always up in the booth, and I was always out on the set. Yeah. How time-consuming is it to uh, to be a host of Supermarket Suite? You know, any game show is really, a time-wise, an, an easy gig. Because uh, most game shows shoot five shows in a, in a day. Mm-hmm. We shot six. Uh so you get through a few days, you know, you get through, I don't know, um, three months of shooting because we shot Monday through Friday. But I know like Wheel and Jeffrey, I believe they shoot fr- Saturday and Sunday and they've got two weeks done. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when you have like a when you have like a, some extra time, then you just enjoy yourself or did you, uh, you know, uh, do some act? I know you've been, you've Oh, I been still in... pursued, pursued the acting. My acting went on, uh, it, well, it's still going on, but, uh, mm-hmm. I, that's, you know, that's my true love. Although I do, then after, after the show ended, uh, in, in 14 years, uh, I went out on the road doing a live version of the price is right all over the country in Vegas, Atlantic city, uh, Florida, you know, all over the country. And I did that for an, six, seven years. Love that. Yeah. I must have uh, When you're at uh, casinos, uh, do you gamble at all? Or do you try to stay away from that part? No, no. I, pl- I play a little video poker, but not uh-huh. too extensively. I just, right. you know, especially after work, I'd maybe go sit at the bar. I got to know the, the uh, people in the casino, especially in Vegas. Cause I was there for two years solid. Yeah. And, uh, uh it, it's interesting. Vegas is an interesting town. Once you get off the strip, Mm-hmm. Uh, Henderson or Somerville, Summerland, um, the people are just like small town Midwest. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different vibe once you get off the strip because yeah. they're just working stiffs, uh, as was I, and we would drive into the strip, do our job, and uh, and leave. Mm-hmm. So what what is the live uh, Prices Right like? Is it basically like the show? It's exactly the show. We had the big wheel. We had the Flinko board. Uh, all the same games. It's very similar. Yeah. You have a favorite game? I do game? believe it's... What, pardon me? Did you have a favorite game? Huh. On, on price? Yeah. Hmm. No. 
I was like the uh, the mountain climber or Plinko, probably. Yeah, the Plinko like, guy. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, we had the mountain climber too. Come to think of it. Yeah, I remember. That. I like the hat and the little yodeling. Yodeling. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you film Supermarket Sweep in an actual supermarket? No, no, no. We filmed the pilot in a supermarket, but uh, from then on, it was always done in a television studio all over the uh, Los Angeles area. We ended up at NBC Burbank for the last few years, which was great because it was close to my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, no, it was always a studio. They just dressed it uh, to make it look exactly like a supermarket. So they rented those, um, uh, what they call gondolas, which are the aisles you walk through and the end caps, which are the displays that sit at the end and the meat cases. I, I didn't know, but you can rent all that stuff. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, before in supermarkets, we probably had no reason to know that you could rent, you know, a meat department. or And afterwards, really, either. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, very true. Yeah. Need to rent this for my house. So wh- where did they get all the food then? Is it Was it real food? Uh, real food, except for the meat. Uh, they tried using real meats the first year. But it got to be such a pain after each day's shooting, some poor um, uh, grip would have to load up all the meats and take them back to the fridge, and there'd be somebody behind them with a mop dripping up all the blood, and then the next morning they'd have to come out and set them all back up in the meat counter. So uh, I think on the fourth or fifth year, they started using those uh, weighted uh, plastic foods like you see in a Oh, you know, maybe a a Japanese restaurant window. Right, right. You know how they have the foods represented. And then they would weight them accordingly Uh because it was very important for the, to find out who the winner is. Mm -hmm. So if it said it's a 15 pound brisket of beef, it was 15 pounds, but it was a plastic representation. But everything else, the Pampers, the Twinkies, the hot dogs were all (laughs) real. Yeah. Would they reuse them then? Oh, yeah. All all season long. And then at the end of the season, uh, they would uh, uh, donate what was usable. Right. I mean, after, you know, three months, right. the hot dogs had kind of swollen up. They were fermenting <laughs> and the Twinkies were kind of green. But, you know, all the diapers and laundry soap and health and beauty stuff, they could they would just donate to some local charity. Mm hmm. After a while doing the show, do you get to, to like uh, memorize like how much how much different things it cost? Uh, no, because no. <laughs> <laughs> I was never out doing that stuff. Right. Uh, it it I mean ironically, it turns out I tend to do most of the food shopping for my wife and I. Okay. Uh, but and when people see me in a supermarket, not so much now because it's been off the air for yeah. ten years. Uh, but, it, you know, when they see me in a supermarket, they would do a big double take and go, well, you're supposed to be on the TV in a supermarket and you're in a supermarket. What's going on? <laughs> well, I think, isn't it back on one of the channels? Uh, yes, it's a, it's a channel called Buzzer, yeah, Buzzer, which I don't get up here in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my, my grandmother passed away a few months ago, but uh, she was always a huge fan of the show. and. She was happy to, that when it came back on, on Buzzer, she'd be watching the, uh, the replays. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I did notice, so um, on Buzzer, I think because uh, maybe it probably wasn't filmed in HD, 
Uh, it doesn't. It, the the replays are, are very blurry now. I I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen them, but yeah. I can imagine that's true. Because mm-hmm, it's blown, you know, blown up to be on HD. Yeah, because it went off the air, I think, in '93, and I don't think HD was really big then. Yeah, yeah, no, probably not. So, uh, was there any ever in, any injuries from contestants running around the supermarket? Uh, occasionally. Uh, but that was, you know, then they would get deducted money. So they were pretty careful, as crazy as it got. Uh, you know, occasionally somebody with their cart would run into a cameraman <laughs> or something like that. But no injuries. No, nothing. No. Yeah. Did they have to do there any was, kind of physical tests before they would get on the show to make sure they could run around? No, I don't think so. It was mostly just to see if they could, you know, answer the questions about the products without embarrassing themselves, you know. It was mostly that. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they, you know, it's teams of two, so they could choose. So if it was a father and a true. daughter and he was 60, they could choose, they would choose to have the daughter run around the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Now, when I uh, mentioned you're coming on, uh, some of the uh, English listeners, uh, they wanted me to ask you if you ever watched the original uh, English series. No, the actual original series was American. Oh, Okay. It was back in the '60s, and uh, they then they did shoot it in supermarkets, uh-huh. and uh, but it was a whole different thing. They didn't have those little handheld cameras. They had the big cameras on tripods and the big cables, and and it was a mess. And back then, they because of the FCC rules back then in the '60s, they couldn't uh, show they couldn't show crest. It would have to be. Do you think this pound of Ground beef costs more than these two lettuce heads and stuff like that. So it wasn't as anywhere as near as much fun. And of course, when you can use brand names, you get a lot more backing from advertisers. Right, right. I I read that actually that that original series, uh, a lot of the episodes were destroyed because like they, you know, they didn't think about keeping them, I guess. They would reuse some of the tapes. I don't know. I've seen one or two. Yeah. Uh, I think the producer showed them to me, but uh, I haven't seen them around YouTube or anything. You know, the, my version yeah. is on YouTube all over the place, but mm-hmm. the earlier one from the 60s. And then then he started licensing it out to different countries. So I think uh, Turkey had one with their host and England had one with their host because uh-huh. they were different because the products are so different. Yeah. Is, it, is that interesting to watch, kind of like uh, like your, your, the foreign version of you? Yeah, finally, I, occasionally we'll see the English version. That'll pop up. Uh, it, it's interesting. It's just different. You know, just yeah. different products, and uh, every host has a different way of doing it, and mm-hmm. it's always fun to see. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me anything about uh, Johnny Gilbert, the announcer? Oh, he's a great guy. He still is. He's... <laughs> He's an icon he, in, in our world uh, because he's been doing Jeopardy forever. And he uh, he's just a great, great guy. What, what you see is what you get. And uh, and he's a terrific announcer and a terrific guy. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, did you keep any of the sweaters? Like, do you ever bring them out for? No. I think that would be a good good photo op if uh, if you brought them out. Yes, no, I, I got some of the contestant sweatshirts, uh-huh. but that's about it. 
Yeah, I actually saw. I they're probably bootlegs uh, on uh, on eBay of the uh, supermarket sweep sweatshirts. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I see them, so it was interesting. Do you have any uh, memorable fan interactions, either on the show or off the off the show? Uh, uh, yeah, I would make mistakes. Uh, <laughs> which was always fun and funny. Um, um, but I, I, I know it's boring, but it was very low drama, low trauma show. We just came in and did our job. And like I said, did our six episodes. Our show was harder than most because of the way the set was laid out. So we would have to shoot all six first step first halves where they're standing behind the podiums first then take a dinner break and come back and do the second half because they had to rearrange the cameras and the set and, and the second half where they did of all six shows where they did the running around the supermarket. So the hardest thing about that, of course, is my wardrobe person making sure I had the same outfit on <laughs> for show number 906 <laughs> right. first half that I did the second half. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those uh, sweatshirts, did they reuse them or did the contestants get to keep the sweatshirts? I think they all got to keep their sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, I think, the uh, uh, consolation prize for the non-winners. Okay. I saw it was, I think it was an interview with you that you said that um, if the episode didn't air, that um, that the, the contestants didn't keep the money or they didn't get the money. You know, I'm still fuzzy on that. I, I don't, I didn't know any of the, you know, the logistics and the legality of it. <clears throat> I kind of just came in and did my gig and went home Yeah. as did everybody else on the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was actually a Mike Fushia. I think it was, uh, I have it written down here. The, uh, the, on the AV club. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that that may, that may have been true. And I think they know that going in, mm-hmm. uh, but we honestly had so much fun yeah. doing it. And, and I think almost every episode we shot aired. I, I don't remember any show not airing. Mm-hmm. I can't you, imagine any reason for it. Yeah. Did you ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Melissa McCarthy? No. It's a supermarket spree. <laughs> well that one now you can go and you can look that one up on youtube after uh, yeah there you so. go <laughs> so uh you, you had a character in the final episodes of three's company what was it like uh what was that experience like that was wonderful um wonderful i uh, yeah i did the last three episodes i ended up marrying uh joyce dewitt's character janet mm-hmm. and they were they, when you're a guest star on a show, you know, they treat you very nice, but they have all been after five, six, seven years, they've been through marriages and weddings and divorces and births and deaths. And they're like family. They spend as much time with their TV family as they do with their regular family. And so when you come on as a guest star, uh, as a one shot, or in my case with three's company, three shot deal, uh, they're nice to you, but you know, they know you're going to be gone on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. But the, those those three guys had all done a lot of guest star work. 
uh, uh, John Ritter and Joyce DeWitt and I can't remember the blonde. Uh, so they sat me down the very first day and they explained what's going to happen today, what's going to happen the rest of the week, where the good places to have lunch. You know, the uh, phone line in the studio here is often busy, but go across the way. They're not shooting. So their phone line is open. Just really nice things that made me feel at home. Mm-hmm. Did you did they know that was the fi- the final episodes? Yes. Yeah, that was the show was uh, they knew it was going off the air because they were spinning John Ritter off into another show called Three's a Crowd. Mm-hmm. OK, what was uh, John Ritter like? Great guy. Yeah. That's just so sad when he passed. Yeah. Yeah. He was a great guy. I mean, just a, a guy you'd want to go out and have a beer with, you know, mm-hmm. Hawaiian shirts and jeans and had a real low rent sense of humor like me we we got along great yeah uh did you do you think philip and janet's marriage lasted <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> i never thought about that uh-huh. uh what was joyce like she was a sweetie like i said they all were i yeah. i i i'm uh sorry to say there was no Drama or trauma, and, and even you know the gals, especially Joyce, who had been with it from the beginning. She knew she was going to be out of a very nice job, uh, but they, you know, they did the best job, and there was no drama or trauma. I just did it. Yeah, now, I read that your uh, father was a minister. I just wonder if you drew anything from him when you did uh, True Blood as a televangelist. <laughs> uh, wow, you did do your research. Uh, uh, no, I mean, but I, being an actor is pretty much like being an actor when you think about it. I mean, <laughs> the costumes, the memor- memorizing, the uh, speaking in front of large groups, very similar. Mm-hmm. So uh, what was uh, Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island like? What was that experience? Again, again, it was a joy. I mean, for me, because I grew up on that show. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like stepping back into my childhood. And, and, and they were... Terrific folks, uh, I, I, and Jim Backus even came. He was very ill at the time. That's why they brought me in as his son, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was very ill, but he did make it on the set once, so I got to meet him, the original Thurston Howe mm-hmm. third. and uh, it, it was a terrific experience. The Harlem Globetrotters were fun. Uh, Scatman Crothers was great as their coach. Yeah. Yep, it was. It was. I'm sorry. I, I make no, for a lousy good. interview because no, I don't have not, any trauma. Oh, no, that's good. And Martin Landau's there, and great, another great actor. Oh yeah, Barbara Bain, his wife, the two, I think, Academy Award nominated actors. Yeah, they were there, and they were terrific. Mm-hmm. So you know, grew up watching the show. Must have been you know cool to be able to play uh, uh, Thurston Howell the, the fourth. I it, that's exactly right, and then. Uh, Later on, uh, the producers wanted to do a, a live version called Gilligan's Island, the musical. Mm-hmm. So they bumped me up to Thurston Howell the third for the musical. <laughs> okay. So we uh, we did that, and that was fun. It people just loved that show. Yeah, you know, everybody like some people like the Dick Van Dyke show. Some people from that era, mm-hmm. uh, that girl, or any of those shows. Uh, but the ones who love Gilligan Island love Gilligan's Island. Yeah, yeah. Classic sitcoms. You know, I used to watch them on Nick at Night. It's a lot of fun. Sure, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, did you uh, do a lot of uh, theater acting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything. I've done Broadway, uh, a lot of regional theater. Uh, I haven't done anything in about two years, but I, that's my first love. You know, theater, it's you get the instant gratification from the audience and that rapport with the audience. Whereas when you shoot TV or movies, it could be months before you sit in a theater and watch it with an audience. Yeah. But, so, but in theater, it's right then, right there. Mm-hmm. You either get the laugh, you don't get the laugh. They love the song, they hate the song. So did you want to become an actor from watching theater or TV? That's a good question. I, I always thought I would be an actor. I don't know why. I, I remember, yeah, as, even as a kid, I just thought that's what I was going to do. But my parents, you know, w- wisely recommended that I stay in school and get through college. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got out of college, I moved to Chicago and started acting. It's just my first love. Yeah. Did you do, uh, you said Broadway stuff. Did you do a lot of musicals? A lot. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the last show I did was a musical. Any ones we would know? Uh, this one was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh. I've done music, music man, a lot. Uh, I've I've done a lot of them mm-hmm. <laughs> over yeah. the years. I've never saw the play, but I saw the movie, another Zero Mostel uh, movie. Very cool. Of of what? Of a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Oh yes, yeah. I think the play's better, but there you go. Yeah, I've never seen it, but uh, the first uh, musical play I went to was the um, Little Shop of Horrors, which was uh, was a great experience. Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a very special world in the theater. I remember my first couple experiences when my parents would take me when I was like in high school. It's it's uh, it transports you, takes you into a whole different world, people you don't know, and you feel like you get to know. It's 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 theater is just a terrific experience, I think, for both the actors and the audience. Mm-hmm. So another show you did, uh, uh, Family Ties with uh, Urkel, Jaleel White. Uh, was that a good time? Yes, it was. It, they were very sweet. <laughs> very sweet. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of drama. No, it's fine. Well, it's interesting. Those sitcoms uh, kind of seem to, to have gone away. There's not really, you know, it used to be that that was all over TV sitcoms. There's not many left. Uh, game shows, though, were still popular. Well, game, they're all cyclical. Game shows had a down cycle for a while, mm-hmm. and now they seem to be coming back. But this reality TV, you know, The Bachelors and Survivor and all those um, seem to have found a niche that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. So, Dancing with the Stars. I mean, they, so that's taken over a lot of the airtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing, the, the, doing the game shows, is that a similar feeling to the theater since it was with the live audience? Well, to tell you the truth, after the first couple of seasons, we didn't have a live audience anymore. Oh, okay. It, it got to be, uh, uh, they, they would hire extras to be in the audience. And, uh, cause I don't think they ever went out and recruited people. There probably would, after it had been on for a couple of years, there would have been people who would have loved to sit in the audience. But in the beginning they recruited extras and it was just, kind of a pain in the butt because you know filming is much different than what you see on tv it's you see the end product after it's been edited and sweetened with music and applause and laughter and all that stuff so after after the first two seasons i think we stopped using a live audience 
So how long would it take to film one episode? Well, like I said, it's difficult because we would shoot all six episodes first half Mm -hmm. in the starting at 10. And then, uh, like four, we would break and they change the set around and we'd take dinner and then, uh, five-ish, we'd come back and shoot all the second halves with them running around the supermarket. So I really, we tried to shoot in real time as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Did that help uh, the break? Does that help keep your energy up too when you're filming six episodes a day? Uh, Yeah, I guess. But when I'm working, I don't have any problem with keeping my energy up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. I got a lot of questions. I'm so excited to be there, you know? Yeah. Got a lot of questions here from uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Aaron Broyles wants to know: Did the contestants ever get to keep what was in their cart? No, no. And like I said, after a few months of it being thrown in it. and out of gross, you would <laughs> yeah. want it. No, they got the they got the money. Yeah. Uh, Jay Pletz, could you see the show making a comeback on the Game Show Network? Uh, I've heard rumors, uh, but I haven't heard anything official. Mm-hmm. I've heard rumors about it come on uh, uh, revamping being done, but I haven't heard anything else. All right. And that would was you... six months ago. Okay. Uh, would you be involved or don't you know? Uh, I, I was just a working stiff. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, it was all the, the producers in the network. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I have no idea. They haven't contacted me. Okay. Uh, Greg Diener wants to know, uh, he brings up sweaters, which we already talked about. But he also wants to know about uh, the giant inflatable bonuses. Yeah, those were fun. <laughs> Again, when Lifetime took over the show, uh, they got rid of some of the what they deemed goofier stuff, like the sweaters and the giant, you know, lobsters roaming around the market. Because my producer is, comes from the early, 50, you know, the fifties and sixties game shows, and they wanted to hip it up a little bit. So they got rid of those. They still had the big inflatable items, but they didn't have like the giant, some poor guy roaming around the market in a lobster outfit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Green wants to know, uh, wait, um, kind of what we went over, but then he also wants to know, uh, any, cra- what's the craziest story from the set, whether it was the cr- crew or a like contestant. I said, there was very little trauma. Uh-huh. Um, I, I wish I could be more fun, but uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. we just didn't have a lot of problems. We, yeah. we It was a well-oiled machine, and everybody came in, and everybody would love to get home to have dinner with their family. And uh, it was just we did our job and had fun with it. And the audience, and hopefully the, the contestants had fun. I know they did, mm-hmm. uh, had fun with it, and hopefully the audience did. And obviously, if it lasted 14 years, they did. Sure. Uh, Mike Bessler, how many times did they have to adjust the rules or pricing of big ticket items? It seems like a lot of people fell into the same strategy of getting the big expensive meats to run up the total during the final round. Yes, they did. Yes, and that was not the smartest strategy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's what... Mm-hmm. People, I think they just love the idea of throwing those big hams and turkeys <laughs> into their cart. Yeah, the big wheels. But when you think about it, those big hams and turkeys fill up your cart and make it heavy, and you have to go back to the checkout stand and get a fresh cart. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas there are a lot more expensive items out there 
that don't weigh anything and are small and you can load up your cart and, and make more money. Right. Yeah. I think like medicine would probably be something that wouldn't take yeah, that much room. Yeah. Health and yeah. beauty. But don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't say I told you. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Jennifer Ramlett. Uh, I love this show and it's back on a certain channel that I don't get on direct TV. Any chance it'll come to a station that direct TV carries. I don't know if you'd know this. No, cause I have direct TV and I don't get buzzers. So that's <laughs> why I don't get it. Yeah. And let's see, uh, Frank wants to know, did you get to keep any of the giant uh, bonus prizes? No. Else? <laughs> no. <laughs> what else would I do th- with them? <laughs> you just have your house filled with uh, giant, you know, bananas and stuff. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he also wants to know, uh, what were the, the consolation prizes for the losing teams? They got to keep the sweatshirt. Okay. That's pretty cool. And uh, let's see. And they Mike, got on television uh, for a half hour. Yeah, that that's a big thing. You get the memory and live forever through t- TV. Mike Terry wants to know, uh, can you tell us anything about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan? I just did a voiceover on that. So I went into a studio and played a, uh, like a dispatcher. And it's so odd that that keeps showing up, but why not? I guess I did it. It's in <laughs> Internet Movie Database. Uh, yeah. But it was just a voiceover. I never got on the set on that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you work on currently? I'm basically retired. We uh, we moved out of the Los Angeles area a couple of months ago, and we've moved up to Northern California And uh, because, you know, nobody was calling. Mm-hmm. As my agent said, even back when I was 50, he said, uh, they want you, but they want you 35. That was happening even when I was 50. So at my advanced years now, nobody's, nobody's picking up the phone and calling. So we figured, why stay in Los Angeles with the air and the traffic? And we moved up to Northern California, which is gorgeous. Oh, that's very nice. Hope you enjoy your uh, in the retirement. Do you have any, uh, any hobbies or anything? I play golf. I walk, uh, uh, watching football, you know, just normal stuff. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> when you first got uh, on the game show, did you watch any other uh, game shows to, to kind of get the idea of w- what to do? Uh, no, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed game shows. Be kid on, and I still enjoy watching Wheel and Jeopardy. Uh, but no, ours is such a different concept. <laughs> I would occasionally watch to see the, how the interviews, how they, you know, Pat or Sajak or how they do the interviews because mm-hmm. that's special art into itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but no, that's about it. But I've always enjoyed game shows. I still watch them. Yeah. Do you have a social media or anything that where people can follow you? No, you know, I'm terrible, terrible. I have a <laughs> Facebook page, uh-huh. but I don't, I never look at it. I, you know, I, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not on Twitter or, or, and any Instagram of the or, other yeah. stuff. I, most I have uh-huh. is a Facebook page and I don't pay much attention. To yeah. It. You're probably better off. It's just kind of a, it can, it, it can consume a lot, a lot of, of your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of have to have it to, uh, to plug the shows. But oh I, yeah. I what you're doing time. is absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, it's very fun to talk to you. People can your website. If, uh, Great if, to talk uh, to you, Neil. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. School.
friends are off in college now And I get high and watch TV all day Living in my mother's basement's really not that bad I got everything I need and I don't pay And I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just much for me I was doing fine when I was still a kid Swapping baseball cards and playing ball Then came my school classes that I couldn't understand And girls who wouldn't notice me at all But I never asked to grow up So please don't make me But I say not now No, not right now When I say I need to get a life I just agree with them But I don't know how No, I don't know for me